In this episode of The Full Nerd, we talk to NVIDIA and Remedy about Alan Wake 2 and RTX features. Welcome, everybody, to this special edition of The Full Nerd. I am your fill-in host, Adam Patrick Murray. I also have uh, Brad Charkis on the line. Hello, Brad. Hello, Internet. And we are joined by a, uh, a couple of special guests. Uh, first up is NVIDIA, uh, NVIDIA's Jacob Freeman. You are the GeForce evangelist. Uh, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for, thanks for having me. You're, you're in America, but over in Europe, uh, we have a couple of guys from Remedy. Uh, we have Tatu Alto, the lead graphics programmer. Hello, Tatu. Hey, nice to be here. And we also have Tomas Puha, the communications director, also at Remedy. Hello. <laughs> Good to have you guys. Uh, th thanks for joining me on this discussion. Uh, we're we're going to talk about uh, Alan Wake 2, obviously, uh, which has just come out, uh, but also the, the features uh, in it and kind of the, the technology surrounding it, because it's, it's, not, it's not just about the game. It's also about, uh, you know, you folks at Remedy kind of pushing, pushing graphics technology forward. So I think the first question I have, uh, which I, I got a lot of questions from our community, uh, the first one that I have is, uh, uh, you guys at, at Remedy, how has development changed from the original Alan Wake to Quantum, Quantum Break to Control and now to Alan Wake 2? Like, what's, what, what has changed over this, this long time period? It's a bit bigger this time. Yeah, the game is bigger, more people, bigger office. I think the attitude is pretty much the same. People do it with passion. Uh, that's about it, probably. Yeah, I mean, in 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 the background, like we're used to, you know, shipping. We used to just have like everybody doing one game, tech team, dev team. Um, but pretty much since like 2016, 2017, Remedies worked on multiple games and we're working on like five different things right now so that's definitely a big difference in in terms of how do we resource manage everything when you know the northlight team and the tools team mm -hmm. have to service like multiple games and not just uh alan wake 2 which of course has been the focus the past couple of years but can't really come at the cost of the other other games so that's definitely quite different than what it was especially on the first wake and and on quantum break as well well, and, and obviously since then, I mean, ray tracing has been kind of a, a big thing that has changed development, uh, but that it only kind of got introduced with uh, with control for for from you guys. Uh, you know, have, were you already kind of playing around with it early on, maybe in the Quantum Break uh, time period? But it it wasn't really until Control hit that uh, that you were able to implement it. No, not really, not really in this sense. Uh, Actually, ray tracing came relatively hot in control also. Uh, we did some started, started before the RTX series came out with NVIDIA prototyping, prototyping with stuff. NVIDIA obviously had done some research way back already. And we knew some folks who have been involved in that stuff. So, so we were kind of keeping connection and providing some data data for them from the quantum break era and then when the control control hit and and then video was ready we kind of like partnered again 
to make demo first. I mean, it started definitely with just kind of like us, us being interested. Like, okay, so show us what you have. And I mean, nobody had really done that kind of stuff real time in in this kind of context in in a game, real time game context. So. I mean, nobody really knew how it how it will actually end up being. But yeah, turned think, out fine. Yeah, I think the, the results turned out great. And Control was like one of the earliest uh, implementations of, of ray tracing in real time. And, you know, today with Alan Wake 2, it kind of takes it to the next level with path tracing. You know, it's on a whole, you know, it, it looks even better than, than Control did. It's really a, an awesome, beautiful looking game. Yeah, back when control control came out, we were definitely talking that this is this is just kind of like a touching the surface, and and yeah, with the Alan Wake, we've gone definitely further, but this is still start, just the beginnings. I mean, we have been doing this stuff only for a couple of years now, and and other other graphics we've been doing tens of years. So yeah. <laughs> Okay. Well, it's, I, uh, let me... it's in super nice position, of course. Uh, so before we get along too far, uh, I just want to say the reviews listed this morning. I haven't had a chance to play it yet, but the reviews I'm reading are calling this, you know, a modern survival horror masterpiece, bonkers and bloody brilliant, a miracle illuminated. So congratulations, guys. Uh, it seems like it's a triumph both in gameplay and graphics, and I can't wait to play it tomorrow when my pre-order launches. Uh but along those notes, uh, ray tracing seems like such a perfect fit for this game. Path tracing seems like such a perfect fit for this game. Was Alan Wake 2 already in development before those kinds of technologies came to the forefront? Or was the arrival of those kinds of technologies part of the impetus to create this game, you know, 13 years after the original? Yeah, well, the Alan Wake has, of course, been in thoughts, and there has been all kind of, all kind of activity with it, way before any ray tracing, tracing stuff has happened here. But uh, I mean, the production of the Alan Wake two started at a point where where Control already obviously had had something in, so so we have known for the whole whole production time that ray tracing is a thing and and. We, we actually have had support for ray tracing in engine since the basically from the beginning of the Alan Wake. And uh, just to, to, to kind of give people maybe a high level overview, uh, any of you guys, uh, what, what's, what's the relationship like uh, between NVIDIA and Remedy? How, how is this? Is this are, are you guys at Remedy being like, hey, we really want to push, you know, uh, graphics technology forward, so let's uh, let's implement ray tracing features and upscaling features like DLSS, or NVIDIA, Jacob, is, is it your end kind of coming to to Remedy and being like, hey, let, let's let's work on this together to to push forward? Well, I think um, you know Remedy has had a, a pretty long history of of pretty stellar PC game titles all the way back to Max Payne and. Um, you know, NVIDIA has had a pretty long relationship with, uh, with, with Remedy across multiple titles. You know, we talked about Control earlier, how Control was one of the first implementations of, of ray tracing. So uh, with Alan Wake 2, you know, we continue to work closely with Remedy to implement even more tech. So we have path tracing as Reflex, uh, obviously has ray tracing as well, has DLSS, you know, for um, better performance, better visuals. 
Um, so I think that uh, you know you're going to continue to see us work pretty closely with with Remedy and other developers and uh, try to implement technology where where it makes where it sees fit and uh, brings benefit to to GeForce gamers. I mean the the ties run really deep deep here in 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 Finland. Like there's always always been like a pretty strong community pushing 3D graphics. Um, and let well, what's the say? Like the circles are pretty small. Like everybody mm-hmm. kind of knows everybody. Yeah. There's a lot of Remedy alumni at and and Nvidia as well. So it's like there's just a lot of like um, always been like a lot of collaboration and a lot of a um, lot of friendships. So I would say it's almost like a almost organic mm. in in many ways. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. We we know a lot of lot of people from the Nvidia Helsinki office and see people. Outside of the office hours, also. And what what are some of the what are some of the benefits or and or challenges of implementing ray tracing in, uh, you know, your own engine that that you guys have with it, which is the Northlight engine? Like, how is that different uh, from from working in other engines? I, I guess first to, to to Jacob. Um. So the question was about. Uh, the, the like implementing ray tracing features in you know a custom engine of, as Northlight mm-hmm. as opposed to something a little bit more u- ubiquitous like yeah. Unreal. Well, when it, I mean they, Remedy definitely would be best to answer when it comes to in engine, but I can I can talk to um, maybe some of the challenges with just implementing ray tracing in general. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's it started like ten years ago, really. Um, you know, between all of Nvidia. It, it, and that includes like the hardware design, software design, research engineers to make ray tracing a playable experience. I mean, ray tracing is no, nothing new, but to play ray tracing at 60 frames per second is something entirely different, right? Um, so, uh, you know, the earliest implementations like Control and some of the other titles, you know, they had maybe one or two ray trace effects, and uh, we've continued to expand that. And uh, one of the biggest breakthroughs was uh, with the RTX 20 series, which uh, added RT cores, as you guys are probably pretty familiar with. And that car- that card in particular was in ray tracing scenarios was 10 times faster than the previous gen when in ray tracing. So uh, that's that was a, a a big development, which which kind of started the 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 whole you know playable ray tracing. And uh, now, you know, we're at the point where we can do path tracing with things like DLSS. You know, DLSS frame generation was a huge breakthrough that allowed us to do path tracing at a playable frame rate, which like three years ago was pretty much unfathomable to even be possible, you know. Um, so so there, there's a combination of hardware, software, um, you know, that basically made made this all possible. Well, maybe I'll, I'll rephrase it for the the remedy guys. Then, yeah. So I, I've heard from a lot of developers before that, oh, hey, you know, if if you can get real time ray tracing in an engine uh, in in a pipeline, that it makes it much easier to develop for rather than having to to you know place lights individually and all that kind of stuff. Like, is it is that also true for for Northlight, or was was the engine kind of built with this in mind, forward thinking? Uh so we don't actually customize anything for the ray tracing so so because because we are of course targeting also non ray tracing hardware mm-hmm. but uh yeah 
for your original question, I mean, I, I've been only, only implementing ray tracing for the North Light, so I don't really know how it goes with others. Uh, our, I mean, our kind of like side of the story is that we are a relatively small team and we, we have quite minimalistic approach to designing everything. So we don't have a huge amount of clutter around in, in all the places and we tend to be relatively consistent in doing lighting and doing materials and that kind of stuff. So, so in that sense, it's kind of natural for us because we have been doing similar kind of stuff with, with other things and other, other effects before. It wasn't a huge jump. Then again, it's a huge, pretty huge sum jump in terms of image quality and stability, of course. So it definitely makes sense. But uh, it hasn't actually changed kind of like game altering that much for us. I mean, the art is art, definitely. The strongest point in Alan Wake is, is the art design and kind of like the dedication to actually doing, doing the, getting the best out of the, out of the hardware and stuff that we actually have. So, so the game looks pretty fucking awesome with, with low-end PCs and consoles and everything. So that's that's definitely the most important point. You need to know what you are kind of like doing, and then kind of like graphics techniques can then amplify and make it make it smooth. I think that's another another good point to talk about is um, you know prior to the game's release, uh, we're recording this on release day, obviously. Um, you know there was a lot of chatter about like low settings and medium settings and high settings, but. I mean, Alan Wake 2 looks amazing at even the low settings, you know. And so I think, you know, when you have the, the, high, the, higher, the higher graphic settings, path tracing and all that makes it even better. But uh, I think the key thing is even on low settings, it looks really, really good. And uh, so I think that's uh, just a testament to, uh, you know, the, the Remedy art uh, development, art developers, and also the, the engine technology is, is pretty advanced. Go ahead, Brad. Yep. Uh, quick question. Uh, so this is one of the first games to support uh, DLSS 3.5 ray reconstruction. Uh, obviously, that sharpens up the visuals and looks good in the final product. I'm looking very much forward to testing it myself when I can play the game after work. But uh, I was just wondering, what did you? What, what sort of benefits? What kind of uh, you know, plus sides that you guys see on the development side from working in rate DLSS 3.5 ray reconstruction? It's kind of magic, to be honest. <laughs> it, it works so nicely. Uh, definitely, during the de development, there was was kind of like a lot of tuning and tuning and changing parameters and that kind of stuff. Nvidia pursued uh, a lot of edge cases, fixing fixing things, flickering here and there and so on, but the end result looks super nice. Um, I'd say this is this is again again completely new tech stuff, which is beautifully bringing bringing very complex math and lighting stuff together. So so it's uh, I would say that it's probably again kind of like touching surface on what's what's actually possible. And the future with this kind of stuff. 
Yeah, it turns, it turns out AI is really good at ray reconstruction. So as opposed to, you know, your standard like hand, hand-tuned denoisers, it does a really good job of, of especially like cleaning up a lot of the reflections and uh, shadows, things like that. And also, I do want to mention in Alan Wake 2, um, you can actually use ray reconstruction in both path tracing and in ray tracing mode. Um, and it looks, it looks great in, in both as well. Well, we got a good, good question uh, from from the community. Um, this one was pointed to uh, uh, to the developers. Uh, so, for the user, ray tracing and path tracing can make you stop and admire what you get to see in a new way. Just you know, kind of sit there and be like, oh wow, this is beautiful. Uh, what about ray tracing and path tracing has made you guys stop and take a moment to admire the way you get to do your job in a new way? That's a thought. <laughs> I mean, you said it was it was kind of like magical. Like, I mean, it, it, do you do you sit back and you're like, oh wow, okay, well this is it's crazy that we're even able to do this uh, in our games. Yeah, to be honest, I mean, there's a lot of art in art in this game, which stops me looking at the looking at the game and just thinking that God damn, we actually did this. This is a big crazy setup. Uh, Definitely, the, I mean, ray tracing also, also in many places. It's uh, super nice to see. I mean, the, yeah, we have some of these these locations where where you have a have a glass windows, and then you have complex shadows coming out from the characters and 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 foliage moving moving around. It's a, it's just a mix of complex graphics techniques which we've been. Uh, kind of like trying to patch with screen space information and with with lacking techniques. Uh, it is definitely, I mean, <laughs> I don't know from the user's perspective how much actually gamers actually see that stuff. But as a as a as a person who's been doing this graphic stuff for for twenty years now for the games, it's a uh, it's kind of like a lot of pieces are coming together in a way that kind of like seamlessly seamlessly fits together and that's of course art-wise also in in Alan Wake and in Control and also also before in Quantum Break that's kind of like the key element that we've been trying to trying to achieve always is, is to kind of like tie, tie all the pieces together so that so that the world is actually looking kind of like connected and then you kind of get this feeling that that okay this is all this is all re- kind of like a, things belong together it's not real world but 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 pieces fit together and and definitely this is this is again big jump on that stuff especially on detail level uh, um I, I actually would like to to mention a specific um specific thing that i saw in alan wake 2 um so obviously like the lighting looks great the reflections look great uh, but there's a lot of little details as well. For example, um, you know the the asset quality, like the quality of the textures and the little models that are on desk, are are very high quality in Alan Wake too. And if you come across any of those that are like reflective or have some sort of reflective properties, you can actually see the entire environment reflected in that small little object. You know, it's like something really small, but those little details uh, was was actually really impressive to me when I when I came across those. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll tell the, the the people watching and listening that uh, Nvidia did provide me a code uh, early to to test some stuff out, and and I I I put a real real short time into it, only a couple hours. But yeah, there there was one specific time where uh, I was in the dark and turned on the flashlight. Obviously, the flashlight is a a key mechanic, but I just I, I felt myself just kind of slowly panning around the room, seeing what the the flashlight could do with the the shadows and and how it reflected <laughs> things like that. Yeah, I mean, me as a as a video guy, I think I love to appreciate kind of like the the bells and whistles and and how things can can look in a game. Uh, and so far, I've, I've definitely been been impressed. Um, the are, are there any design elements that 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 just weren't possible without ray tracing? Obviously, the original Alan Wake didn't, but coming into the second one, were there anything you're like, oh man, uh, you know, we can finally do this now that the ray tracing is there. Well, we are actually shipping platforms that don't support ray tracing, basically. So, so, so there cannot be. Mm. It's 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 not possible quite yet. Yeah, in in the case of of Alan Wake Two, you know, it's about enhancing the reflections that are already there. So, for example, you know, with ray tracing, you get much more accurate reflections. You know, the entire room, the entire environment is reflected back in. Uh, in the reflection and kind of like the, the detail I mentioned earlier, you know, even the smallest little details have full reflections on them, which is uh, really impressive. Nice. Brad, do you, you got another one? Yeah. I'm just kind of wondering, uh, do you, you said it's not possible to do that yet. Do you think that ray tracing and path tracing is going to be the future? Uh, how does that, you know, aid or hinder your development efforts? Uh, I well, I would hope so. Yeah, <laughs> uh, pretty hard to see it, see it going away. To be honest, I mean, uh, it's uh, it's going to be here. <laughs> I don't know how how it will actually lead our development efforts exactly. To be honest, yeah, honest, that it's maybe maybe a bit early early to talk about that stuff. And okay. We definitely don't have any plans plans for ditching out the platinum kind of like non non ray traced world yet. It will be interesting question in five years. <laughs> All right. Gonna set a calendar <laughs> note. <laughs> <laughs> we'll follow up. Uh uh so yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned the the ray tracing features and stuff is, is kind of an, an enhancement to it, and and it needs to be able to to run on on other platforms. Uh, but yeah, how, how do you what, what is it like to maintain playable performance on older older hardware? Like like how how do you be like okay, well we where where do we 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 have to cut it off somewhere? You know, we, but because you guys are always kind of pushing the bleeding edge. Uh, but you know, like like what's what's that conversation like? Is, is there a conversation? <laughs> <laughs> it's like art, yeah. art, art goes wild. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a huge vision and, and then that vision starts to materialize and then yeah. at some point you realize that, god damn, we have quite a lot of stuff here <laughs> happening. You have kilometers of forest which is all skinned and moving and so on. So at some point, <laughs> some point there's a lot of stuff uh, definitely, I mean, what is it like? I, I mean, we 
we concentrate a lot on optimizing stuff. I mean, a lot. Uh, we've been rewriting big parts of engine in order to order to do the Alan Wake. We basically basically when the first visions visions were laid out, we were looking at the looking at the top view map of the locations that we are actually going to be doing. The guys went to photo shoot so to states and came back that okay here's the map it's it's like 10 kilometers times 10 kilometers and there's going to be forest there's going to be a lot of lot of trees and that was pretty clear at that point that okay well that's gonna be quite a lot of stuff to push through the control engine so so we definitely did did kind of like already like three years back do a decision that we just need to need to start optimizing and trying to trying to kind of like get rid of the bottlenecks and trying to push as as much stuff through as possible in order to actually actually be capable of doing this kind of this kind of world. So it's relatively relatively long road getting it together. On that yeah. note Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I, I mean, we haven't had, had any kind of like exact numbers to aim to. It's kind of like the vision vision of, of what kind of game we are doing. And then we just optimize and optimize and optimize. And then at some point you'll run out of time and then that's it. Fortunately, well, it runs pretty nicely. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, on and, that and, note, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead, Jacob. I was going to say, and and also, you know, we we kind of touched on it earlier, but you know, this the game scales quite quite well even on older hardware and still looks really amazing uh, even on on the medium or low setting. Involving the complexity, uh, there were reports that this game relies heavily on mesh shaders. Is that true? Uh, yes. 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 Okay. Excellent. I'm actually excited about. A lot of the technology and the game itself in this is obviously a ray tracing powerhouse, DLSS, ray reconstruction. But this is the first major game I can think of that leaned heavily on mesh shaders. And I don't know if many people are very familiar with it. Uh, Could you just kind of give a high-level overview of why you guys chose to do that and what the benefits of those are? Uh, Well, there was actually basically two two reasons. Uh, One reason was that it was the easiest easiest kind of like uniform path for us uh, on on console and PC land to get everything unified so that we don't need to do too many paths. As, as I said, we don't have insanely big teams so that we could kind of like cater exact uh, kind of like do custom solutions, infinite amount of custom solutions for different kind of setups. So that was that was kind of the common nominator, which which seemed to be working very nicely with everything that we have have on the table. Then the other other piece of the story is that the messages are basically it means that means that you need to divide the world into small chunks. So you kind of like every tree you uh, cut it into very small pieces, and and it kind of naturally leans itself to very good calling so so you can basically only draw what you actually see and we had these huge forest scenes which are usually very problematic for occlusion and 
to make it even worse, we wanted the whole forest to actually be moving all the time. So it's even more complex. So so choosing messengers basically meant us, meant us that we had a unified path to actually make, make things in small enough granularity that we can actually hide what, what is not on, on, on view and kind of like a still make it run. And I think he, he mentioned the, the forest scene, you know, that it, it actually, and Adam, I think you've probably seen it and Brad, you will too. Uh, but the, I mean, it really does look, feel like you're in a, a forest, you know, it's, it's extremely dense. Oh, it's thick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 like oppressive thick. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely ominous. Uh, yeah. Well, so, I mean, it, it feels like, I mean, you guys seem to, to always want to strive for, you know, pushing, pushing the boundaries and, and pushing the limits. Do you, do you feel like native rendering resolution, like, is a thing of the past unless you have, like, a, a Halo tier kind of uh, hardware? Like, do, do, you, do you see things like, uh, you know, upscaling technologies like DLSS now, like, uh, it, it's, it, it, like it, it needs to be kind of in place there in the future? Mm. Well, well, we are mostly mostly interested on on kind of like the picture quality and how how the game looks. Uh, resolutions <clears throat> come come as a second thing. I mean, we are we have a lot of lot of different different techniques in engine and and we do draw in many resolutions. Nonetheless, kind of like what what you are actually doing. For instance, all the transparency stuff with always drawing three resolutions. It's, this has been the case since Quantum Break. I think we actually made it made that kind of stuff in Alan first Alan Wake already. Some of mm. the stuff has always been drawn in smaller resolution if it doesn't matter. <coughs> the most important thing is that it looks good. Uh, makes sense. I mean, yeah, if you think of like smoke, you don't need a lot of pixels to make a smoke, but then if you have a crisp particle, then you probably want to make it make it as small as possible. So, so it's kind of like a choosing, picking, picking your barrels, trying to trying to aim for as much quality as possible with as little resources as possible, so that, so that everything looks good. I think it's a, it's a kind of sensible choice using the using the amount of power that that you need yeah i mean and and it like he said it, it's all about making it look better right and without like frame generation or dlss you know you wouldn't be able to achieve path tracing or some of the advanced rendering features at a playable frame rate so you could say that it actually looks better because of it and uh the same with uh, ray reconstruction, DLSS 3.5, you know, it's, it looks better, you know, and it, it is technically not native rendering. It is using AI to um, do the ray reconstruction, you know, so it, it's all about making the game look even better. And, uh, you know, we, we try to utilize the technology in the best way to do that. And DLSS uh, and frame generation and ray reconstructions are, are tools that uh, allow developers to make uh, even more beautiful games. Uh, I 
I have a couple just uh, we we have developers uh, in our in our Discord community, so there's a couple just developer kind of questions. Uh, uh, how has uh, ray tracing changed your asset creation pipeline? Um, I don't think it has actually changed our asset creation pipeline. To be honest, uh, no, I don't think so. <clears throat> video renderings, we do some, some some amount of video renderings, kind of like offline videos, not a lot, but there is some some in Adamwake also, uh, with steady quality and, and kind of like stable image image quality, ray tracing that we use usually use use ray tracing photos because it's a bit easier. You don't need to tune everything so so accurately accurately for the shadow maps and that kind of stuff but but for the basic asset creation pipeline it, it doesn't doesn't change that much uh here's another one is remy is remedy using uh locally trained stable diffusion instances for anything in alan wake 2 i don't think so <laughs> <laughs> hey god artists yeah. <laughs> I have a question, not directly related to graphics, but to your technology. Uh, again, I'm really excited about all the technology in this game. You guys are at the forefront of ray reconstruction. You have frame generation. You have path tracing. You have mesh shaders. Uh, you guys are also one of the first games, after a couple Microsoft releases, to require an SSD and not a hard drive. And I was just wondering if you had you could speak a little bit as to why hard drives are falling by the wayside. Speed, lack thereof. <laughs> Speed. Speed. Perfect answer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I I am not full up to speed on this game actually. To be honest. Okay. I, I don't know much about our hard disk requirements. It would be lovely to talk about it, but I honestly it's, don't know. <laughs> it's impressive how much you guys are pushing the envelope. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, when, when you play it, Brad, you'll see, and, and I'm not sure how much this speaks to the, the storage requirement or speed, but there is a lot of seamless like um, switching between different scenes. Um, like, um, you know, you go from one scene to another scene without any loading in between, and you know, I'm, I'm sure that has a it is related definitely to to storage speed as well. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it, even in the little time that I've played, like I've I've noticed like such quick transitions and like oh wow okay, it, it, but it, it, we're not using direct storage in in Alan Wake, correct? Is this isn't a direct storage game? No, I think we are not. Yes, we are. Okay. Yeah, I think, but I think because I mean, it feels it feels fast. <laughs> sure, but like yeah. ultimately, no SSD is as fast as memory anyway. Uh, so. No, well, not quite. <laughs> so. Yeah, but uh, but I mean, uh, I mean, the faster disk you have, the faster faster the loading is. I mean, <clears> we do have different different tiers of SSDs at yeah. at the office, and and I mean, we have a lot of texture data, for instance. It is, it is fact that the speedier your SSD is, the speedier your texture streaming is going to be. So, so that is that is a factor definitely. 
and if you do have really old hard disk, it's going to be slower because there's not as much data coming through. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Brad. Oh, I didn't have a follow-up to oh, that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he, he, here's here's one that um, is is a little tougher. You know, obviously uh, the 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 internet has opinions about things. Uh, you know, and and when when you guys at Remedy like to to push the bleeding edge, and, and even at Nvidia, like how how do you feel when players or, or even journalists uh, call your game uh, poorly optimized uh, just because it it requires a little bit more horsepower? <coughs> Well, at least we've been trying a lot. <laughs> I think the whole um, word optimize is just somehow completely like misused and, and there's maybe an illusion that there's infinite time and infinite money. There isn't. So you can't like optimize or maximize every platform out there like especially on 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 pc you kind of got to choose your um, battles for sure but of course we want to ensure that like people get good performance but ultimately you know like especially on pc people have such differing hardware setups uh, and it's kind of hard to be in the argument if somebody's like, well, I got my six, seven-year-old hardware and I don't think you've optimi- optimized well enough, then <laughs> what are we going to say? Like, we're going to always like, kind of try to push, push the envelope and probably optimize to the other other direction. Um, but um, like Tato said, mm-hmm. I mean, we spent so much time on trying to make sure that people have like a good, good game experience. Um, huge amount of effort is spent uh doing that but can't please everybody mm, yeah would be lovely to make it make it run on all the possible hardware i mean that's the ultimate goal of course but but with the content that you have it's it's not very much possible always there's, there's yep. a limit yeah and like we said even at the low settings i mean it's still a visually impressive game you know um but i, I will mention that um from NVIDIA side, you know, we have a pretty close collaboration with a lot of developers, including Remedy, on optimization. We have tools that uh, that are available to help optimize the game to get the most performance out of it. Um, and obviously the driver plays a big role in that as well with the game-ready drivers trying to just get as much performance uh, as possible out of the hardware. Um, you know, obviously we want the games to, to run on a wide variety of hardware. And uh, like they said, uh, you know, from developers' point, perspective i mean it makes makes most sense to also uh, have your game run on as many hardware as possible so uh, so that's a it's a goal for 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 all of us yeah yeah we definitely have very good collaboration with with nvidia nvidia optimizing and and also amd and sony and microsoft also they have really good connections to everybody so so it's been it's been very helpful <clears throat> helpful to get insights from the from the partners also i have a non-graphics related question uh so island wake was originally released 13 years ago uh you guys have released a bunch of popular games since then uh do you have to be familiar with remedy's existing work to 
dive deeply into Alan Wake 2, or is some level of familiarity better? Do you guys have little extras in there for fans of the series? <clears throat> I, I actually asked myself that earlier before I started to, as well. I was like, oh, man, there's a, I, I don't think I completed American Nightmare. I was like, crap, should I go back and, and play that? Yeah, I mean, we took great care. Obviously, it, you know, there's number two in, in, in the title, but we took great care that uh, the barrier of entry is is low. Uh, we want, you know, as many people to play Alan Wake as, as, as possible. So it's a fine line of, like, making sure that fans of not just who played Alan Wake religiously and played Control, there, there's a lot of stuff and lore for all of those folks who really kind of want to do that deep dive. But then on the other side, we really made sure uh, by having the other playable character in Saga, that's kind of the point of view character for, like, new players, because Saga's experiencing everything <clears throat> in the world of Alan Wake, Bright Falls, uh, for the first time. So that was really, really um, important that we don't um, alienate people. Um, but rest assured, if, especially if you've played Control and its two expansions, oh my god, there's there's some great, great payoff that works if you know, but it's we made sure that like if you know none of that stuff, you're still going to have like a great, great experience. Like, I mean, you know, you can go watch... A Marvel movie and not get every reference. Like this costume was in some comic in '86 or something. I don't. I didn't know, but I still love the movie. So it's. Um, uh, I don't think that's actually like. I think our creatives are great. We're very good about making sure we kind of hit the right right balance. I hope we did. Okay. I agree. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> there <you go>. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, so e even just uh, moving around the the options menus, like like from the from the outside uh, as just a player, uh, you know, and not knowing anything about it, it, it can options menus can change wildly from game to game. But in Alan Wake Two, I feel like there's a lot of good options, not not just in graphical settings, but also uh, in just like usability settings, accessibility. Uh, things like that like what how much how much thought is put into oh wait, you know what we we want to surface you know so many different options for the player but also there's probably things that you're like eh we don't really need to to uh to give access to the player like what, what's that conversation like it's um well if we put like the graphic settings to one side i mean that that that's on that's that's a thought on a couple of other guys on on the team but like we don't actually have that many accessibility options in the game compared to something like Control, but we actually ship most of that stuff a year after in, in the Ultimate Edition. Um, and a lot of the considerations might even sound stupid. It's like how much UI resource we have. I think most game developers you would talk to, like UI is always a constant constraint um, just in terms of like how much UI bandwidth there is to design things. Like whenever we add new settings, you you got to make sure that we're going to be localizing all of these settings um, and all these sorts of considerations come into play. So it's actually not very um, easy at all. And then, you know, <clears throat> games come together very, very late. Um, and that's a kind of another con consideration there uh, there as well. Like the later you put stuff in, the more there's less time there is to, of course, test all of those things as well. So some of this stuff is more like, okay, like let's get the game out there and see what people kind of react to and might might need. And of course there are certain standards we most definitely wanna be wanna be hitting, but like it, it's just again like question of resource um above all. 
I mean, I, I, I will at least point out real quickly that the, the, the tool tips are, however you described, like the, you know, when you go over a setting and there's like a description of what it is, especially in the graphic settings, it's like very descriptive, at least, because sometimes I'm like, I, I don't know what this does or how it's going to impact anything. So yeah, we, that's <laughs> I good. appreciate that. Yeah, no, I think it's really nice to hear. Yeah, I think yeah. Katrina did a lot, lot, lot of that with, with, with the team. Like, we have a great yeah. technical writer who was very good about it. Yes, we, we've actually not yeah. been very good about that. Yes, like, it's very good. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. It's, and in Alan Wake 2, in the graphic settings specifically, you know, there's a lot of settings for, for the ray tracing. For, uh, the ray tracing section is quite a, quite a lot of settings, so it's good to have a description on each one of those on what each one of those do, but it, you know, it has presets as well. You have like low, medium, and high. Um, but I do want to mention one thing that I think a lot of people didn't realize is that the actual, in Alan Wake 2, the, the medium setting of ray tracing actually uses path tracing as well. The medium mm -hmm. and high use path tracing, um, and the low just uh, uses ray tracing. So um, on the high setting in Alan Wake 2, it does uh, three bounces for path tracing. Which is uh, which is pretty impressive, and it and it uh, it looks amazing. So you'll see soon, Brad. <laughs> I cannot wait. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah, it's always I mean the settings in UI they have always balance of balance of kind of like providing providing options for people to actually kind of like meaningful options to, to tune, and then trying to balance on not kind of like. Just throwing everything there and and making making a mess out of it so that people can't actually anymore navigate there and understand what's what's actually happening when I press this one. So so it is always discussion about kind of like balancing. Okay, we do have quite a lot of chat on 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 the on these things that okay should we put this here? Does it does does do people actually understand what it does? Does it does it do something kind of like visual enough? I'm talking mostly about <clears throat> graphic settings. Kind mm -hmm. of like if we put something there in, into the menu, people should understand that okay, this does something actually, and and kind of like trying to make a meaningful choices in terms of performance and visuals, so that so that the options that you have there still still the low ones also look good. And that, I mean, that well, kind of goes back to the well, oh, go ahead. reasonable performance benefit also. Uh, I was going to say that kind of goes back to the optimization discussion we had earlier is that, you know, there's a lot of settings in there that you can tweak and tune to find the best performance that matches your system. And it still looks, still looks great on all the settings. Uh, but if you have a little bit more horsepower, it can look even better. Uh, w w one of the things that, that isn't present, and I'm sure there's maybe discussions around this, is, is any sort of benchmarking mode. Uh, obviously, for reviewers like us, benchmarking <clears throat> modes are you know can be beneficial. But I, I think for for standard users, it it helps at least kind of understand. Okay, if I change a setting, I can immediately run through and, and kind of see how it's affecting it. Uh, what was the discussion? I, I, I actually ha has Remedy ever included a benchmarking mode in any of their titles? I don't think so. Did and then I know of something. Yeah, I, so. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. Has it ever yeah. been part of the discussion? I mean, like Tato said, like it, it's the team is small, right? So it's like, 
do we focus on making the game or do we make focus on things that are not necessarily for like important for like yeah. a great game experience like ultimately like there's everything is a compromise right so it's yeah. remedy has been tough yeah one benchmarking company <laughs> yeah. <Future> which, <laughs> which is just making benchmarks <laughs> i do have some experience from that stuff yeah. <laughs> but well, yeah I, I... in this company we try to do games yeah that the future mark we did did, did benchmarks yeah we have a couple folks from that company company here oh, oh okay graphics. i didn't realize that well, I mean, I do like one of the things is that if if you if you're in in game already loaded into the game and and you make a change, it it happens in real time. So you know you just pop out of the menu and kind of uh, if you have some sort of frame counter on, you can see how it's affecting it. So that's nice. Yeah, yeah. All the settings that we have in the menus are are live, so so you can toggle them toggle them on and off and go back to game. So so none of the none of the stuff in the menus does does require you rebooting the game or anything like that yeah is is that hard to implement it that way because I, I feel like in in the past you know in in, in other games it was always like ah, okay well if you turn on this feature you got to reboot uh is, is it hard to be like oh no actually everything affects it in real time well to be honest i mean we toggle these settings a lot during the de- development just to just to make sure that everything works and for us it's actually a lot easier that you can actually change these settings <laughs> because it's very 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 problematic if you actually need to start the game all over all the time so so yes well, it, no. it helps I mean, it, it helps it, it developers does, and gamers yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does, does require a bit of effort to make them seamless but it definitely pays off because then you can actually iterate on on everything without without hassle well i definitely appreciate it <laughs> so you guys keep talking about uh the gameplay and the experience and i'm actually you know i'm supposed to be an impartial journalist but i'm a big remedy fanboy uh you guys just have consistently churned out games that look awesome and are haunting and play just as well and i'm wondering if uh, that's something you don't see very often and you guys have done it consistently. And I'm wondering if you guys work in collaboration from the technical side and the gameplay side from the beginning to have that happen. Is just everyone experts and have a shared vision that go for it? Do you actually work towards achieving that combination? How do you guys manage to just keep pulling off hits like this, hits on every level? Well, as I said, I mean, we are a relatively small company still. For for or this kind of or, or yeah, relatively small small teams. So we do collaborate a lot. Yes, definitely. Uh, unfortunately, nowadays we can't fit everybody in the same room. That was the case still in still in Quantum Break. It was definitely we had a lighting guy and graphics programmers and art director <laughs> and VFX guy sitting sitting next to each other in one room. Would be lovely if it was possible. Team sizes have grown, grown such that we can't all sit just next to each other. Hundred people can't do it anymore. Yeah. But, but, but yeah, we definitely. I mean, the same spirit is. I mean, there's a lot of, lot of same people at the company, company, and and we do kind of have close collaboration always. So yes, 
lot of, lot of, lot of, lot of collaboration. People, I mean, in order to actually make some sort of unified experience, everybody just does need to understand the big picture on what are we actually building. It can't go so that, okay, there's one guy who's doing some gameplay stuff and then some, some, some other folks are trying to achieve some hard thing which nobody understands and so on. It is, it is definitely so that you need to have everybody on the same boat and kind of like go towards the same goal at least in high level, even if, if not everybody can understand exactly what other people are doing, everybody still needs to have a common vision on, on what, what actually matters and what, what we at least need to do. Yeah, it's just harder and harder to do that, like, as team sizes grow, it's just, like, much harder to keep everybody kind of heading to the same direction and understanding the the creative vision of, 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 of the game and you know communication in general just always always takes takes time um, you know it's an illusion that there weren't issues when we only had like 40 people in the same room you had but it's just like so much easier to kind of mm. have a grasp of what everybody's doing but now when you're making games on multiple continents not just different rooms it's just like growingly um, challenging and I think Remedy's always kind of you know like you said we've been small so <clears throat> Are still like learning very much, like how to how to manage all that for sure. Well, it seems to be working. <laughs> well, we're Thank you. about ten hours from the game coming out, so let, let, <laughs> let's see. Well, uh, I, I know you can't talk about future projects, but I, I mean, obviously, I, I get the sense that that you know, Remedy is all about pushing technology forward when you're when you're thinking about future projects is it usually from hey wouldn't it be cool to do this sort of technology thing and then kind of <clears throat> okay well what project can we link that to or does the idea of the project come first and then you start talking about the technology implementation i mean the game comes first always mm -hmm. yeah mm. it is yeah i mean we definitely do think what 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 kind of like a what what is the end result of what we want to do? It's uh, in some really rare occasions. I mean, some specific tech can actually tech innovation can actually lead lead to some some gameplay innovation or something like that. Using light, being capable of doing something opens opens new doors. Relatively rarely, that's the case. But we are for, fortunate to be in, in situation that we do all the tech that we <clears throat> tech that we use, and we have a lot of different kind of uh, crafts in house. So, so it's not it's not only kind of like runtime tech. It's also animation, animation, mocap. We have own studios. Have own own audio studios. We kind of like have so many different different fields present in the in the house that it's often possible to find solution for if you just have a vision vision on, on okay now we want to do this. I really really remember to bump into situation where it was just absolutely kind of like it's not possible. That's the that best that challenge. Usually, that usually <laughs> doesn't happen. Happen if you have enough, enough kind of like dedicated people. 
So you said uh, maybe five years from now we could talk about path tracing and ray tracing becoming the norm. If uh, <laughs> if I come back to you in those five years and path tracing is the norm, do you think you could use that technology to inspire new things in Alan Wake 3? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, the path, ra path racing, ray racing, I mean, it's definitely becoming a norm. I mean, having hybrid hybrid solutions so that, so that you actually support rasterization and then, then kind of like amplify the experience and make the image more stable with, with ray tracing because it just fits so, so well for this kind of like tying, tying things together that because it's kind of like a, it, it makes, makes it so easy to, easy to implement uh, effects that actually tie together because it's global global thing but anyway uh, in five years time yeah i mean there's going to be more and more ray tracing and path tracing coming in i believe at that point we are probably in hardware that you can maybe start thinking about only only shooting rays <laughs> Oh no! What did I say? <laughs> that was definitely <laughs> not a promise. <laughs> it was not a promise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah we'll no, we'll, we che we'll check in five years. <laughs> yeah, we do need to wrap this up. We still need to ship this game. Sorry, so we we do need to wrap this up. No, okay. no, for sure. Yeah, no, I I appreciate you guys taking the time to 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 chat with us. Uh, you know, and and good luck with the launch and and whatever comes in the future. Uh, hopefully, you get some rest. Uh, sometime soon. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot uh, of so, games. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, I'm looking forward to, you know, uh, kind of what continues with with Alan Wake and, and what other games you have in the future. So, Tatu and Thomas, uh, thank you so much for uh, uh, chatting with me. And, and Jacob, thank you for uh, for hanging out as well. And thank you. And talking yeah, about the, great. the NVIDIA side. Yeah. And, and then Brad, thank you for your uh, your good questions. So. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Appreciate all you guys. Yeah, thanks everybody thank uh, thanks for watching. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have the uh, a normal edition of the Full Nerd uh, coming up uh, next week. So tune into that. Until then, thanks everybody. See you later.